What's going on? What's going on, BB? Yeah, we live, man. Waiting on my boy. Let me, let me send this back to Cuzzo. Yeah, we'll say your boy, say you cuzzo. <laughs> All right, man. Special edition of the Dumb and Dumb Sports Podcast, man. Me and BV um, waiting on bo- the boxing Q Lamar Rush to get on, man. We're going to interview him. We're going to have, have some interesting topics to talk about. I can't wait, man. I used to get schooled on boxing a little more than what I know. Oh, yeah. Shoot. While we're waiting on the boxing Q to link in, man, um, let, let's 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 go through his accomplishments, man. Uh, Lamar was what? He's the first fighter to fight on HBO uh, with 13 wins. Um, okay. Let me see. He was on HBO, Showtime, ESPN. I think the ESPN fight. Yeah, he is, and he was even on Telemundo. <laughs> so Telemundo, with the Spanish people. Yeah, yeah. He not joke out on Telemundo, man. Um, yeah. look, man, it's gonna Y'all be must go. waiting on the login now, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be interesting, man. I want, I want to hear his thoughts on some of the fights that's been going on and some of the fights that he wants to see, as well as get with him on some of the fights that he uh he wants. Oh, oh yeah, man. Look. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Hey, Lamar, yes, sir, man. We hey, first of all, we want to welcome my cousin, the boxing cute Lamar Russ on, man. How you doing, cuz? Man, you know we good, cuz what's the word, man? Hey, you know I you know I gotta be one of the first ones on here, man. Yes, sir, yes, sir, man. Hey, so listen. I I gotta start off with with, some, with the, the, one of the hardest questions I would ask you, man. Um, at, I know you know you are a career middleweight, correct? Yes, sir. At one sixty, man. Um, who are some of the, the top fighters, or who are some of the fighters that you inspired to get in the ring with? Who I inspired to get in the ring with, or who, I, or who have I been in the ring with? As a matter of fact, give give us both. Well, I. I've been in camp with Canelo, Triple G, Edwin Rodriguez when he fought Andre Ward, but he was at 168. I was around my dog is Jamal Charlo. That's my that's my homie. Um, okay. Jamel Charlo, that's his twin brother. I mean, we weren't really as tight as me and Ma, but uh Andre Ward. I've been around Floyd, Shane Mosley. Uh been around a couple of them, man. Some of the top dogs right now. Um, me and uh Danny Garcia. Um, who else, man? Tony Harrison, Jay Leon Love. We all came up in the amateurs together, man. So we know of each other as well. So, man, I've been around quite a few of them, man. All right, you, you were in the amateurs with uh Boo Boo, too, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I messed around in uh, I was with the fight boo in the Golden Gloves when we fought in um. We fought in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. That was around the same time. That was when uh, Terrence Crawford won it. But uh, I lost to uh, Fernando Guerrero in the quarterfinals. I saw the fight Boo in the semis. But Boo ended up beating Danny Jacobs that tournament, too. I got you. And for those who don't know who we speak on Boo Boo, that's uh, Demetrius Andrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, BB, you got any questions you want to ask uh, Lamar? Now, I'm gonna jump in, man. Just keep. I'm just listening right now. I'm gonna jump in soon. Okay, so now, now, cause you know, like you know, you know, me, and you talk boxing all the time. Oh yeah, if now, hey, everybody, you, you might as well say you want manager, man. Oh yeah, look, hey, listen. Oh yeah, we go. Look, we got, we got to get into some, some stuff with that too later on. Yes, um, BV's a big time Canelo fan. I'm, a, I'm, a, you know me. I, I, my heart is with Triple G, man. And um, like uh, the breakdown of those three fights. Uh, I say it's. I feel like they're tied in in the third fight. We, you know, I give it to Canelo. But like, what's your thoughts on that? Well, <coughs> let's go back in history, man. Um, first before we get there. Okay. So I went to camp 
I was in camp with Triple G when this is his uh, second fight in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And Canelo was in camp with us, but Canelo was fighting Shane Mosley. Now, Canelo had rented a house in Big Bear, but come to find out, the house that he rented was Shane Mosley's dad house. Okay. <laughs> so, with that being said, they did, They thought it was a setup, so they ended up leaving that house, which was right around the corner from us, Triple G. Uh-huh. Triple G actually invited Canelo to camp with him. Okay. And they was they sparred twice. I didn't see the first time, but the second time I definitely seen. And I got it on recorded. So one thing about it is the first time these like I said, I can't really bank on that, but the second time, Canelo was definitely boxing, but he was backpedaling, but Triple G was strong and he, he got the better of him. Okay. So the first fight, I kind of already knew what they expect, which it, it would happen. They robbed him. They gave him one draw, which he should have won, hands down. Right. The second fight, I feel like that's not, that should have been a draw. Okay. But they gave it to Canelo. Now, Canelo is the money man, man. He yeah. had Jella Hoya behind him and Golden Boy. And with that being said, there was nobody stronger than Jella Hoya other than Al Heyman at the time. And Triple right. G was with neither one of them. So with that being said, he lost He lost that one. Now the third fight, Canelo won fair and square. But he got an older Canelo. We got an older Triple G. Triple G. Right. So with that being said, uh, I mean that I I, I really think it's one and one and one and a half, one and a half. Okay. Um, you know, like I say, you, you know, we talk boxing a lot, man. Um I was scrolling Twitter, man, and I, I see that. Clarissa Shields had, is into it with the uh, I can't think of the guy's name. With yeah, another yeah, I know you're talking about. About the um, sharing of the sparring, and and I also noticed that Tank shared some sparring between him and Devin Haney. Um, like isn't that an unwritten rule that you know unless you know you don't uh, share the sparring? Nah, I got you. Nah, not really. Um, that rule. I mean, that's just the ethics. Okay. That's ethics, but every since Mayweather leaked that dog, or they when they leaked that doghouse spawn, everybody else started doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember that. So with that being said, think about it. Go back in here by about five, six years ago. Nobody was leaking spawn. It, it was just like a disrespect. Right. When they when they leaked that doghouse spawn, everybody else they, they said, fuck it. Excuse my language. They said forget it. Oh, we, no, about hey, start, we about to we about to start we about to start putting it out there, right? So, so okay, so and I've been noticing, um, like like for sparring, uh, is it? Are you going in, um, like for you when preparing for a fight? Are you going in with the the intentions of to work on certain things, or are you trying to get the better of the sparring part of just period? No. If you're a fighter that's in camp and you're trying to get ready for a fighter, you're you're working on things. Right. But if you're a fighter that's been picked to come to the camp, you're a fighter that's trying to go out there and get that respect and get that win because you want more money and me have invited to more camps. Okay. So that that's your goal on that. Like with Triple G for me. The first time I went to camp with him. You know, I, I had nuts. I had balls, and I'm young. Right, right. I went in there and I boxed. You know, and they brought me back for two more camps. But I'm not gonna lie to you. I boxed just enough to survive because Triple G's strong, man, and he, and he get forced the fact of traveling his power to the punch. So okay. it wasn't nothing like me. It wasn't nothing like me going in there, going toe to toe with him, and you know I just had I had to capitalize on boxing and be a get up, get in and get out, you know. So it was a great experience, man. Like I said, three camps with him: one with Canelo, uh, one with um, Edwin Rodriguez, getting ready for Andre Ward. Um, so I mean, I've been around a couple dogs. Right, right. You know, like you know, I I know the backwoods stories. <laughs> mm. Um, so Cuzzo, you know what I'm saying? You know, I gotta ask. Uh, 
you you sparred a lot of champions and uh, future champions and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone that you shared the ring with that you was like, hey man, this guy has got it? Man, <clears throat> I tell everybody the triple G that I sparred in two thousand um. 13, 14, man, mm-hmm. it's different, bro. I remember, I remember, I remember the second camp when he fought in Vegas. I was sparring with him, and it was the last day. And I'm like, damn, we're get up out of here, go home. We were sparring, and for whatever reason, I guess he was just wanting to be funny. He he sat down on a hook. They kind of hit me on the side of my jaw. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I was like, man, I'm ready to go home to my mom. I'm like, that mom Because, <laughs> hey, oh, listen. Dude. I think I told you that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we talked about that one before, man. Um, and All right, so, cuz. And, you know, anytime, just chime in and, and tell me, you know, when you want to, you know, touch on something a little bit more. But, um, uh, the, the rehydration clauses of, of certain boxers, like um, I, I'm the tank and the Ryan Garcia. Um, and I, I'm noticing that uh, Devin Haney is coming out and saying, we won't tank at 140 and we don't want no rehydration clause. Um, I, like I said, I've been around you um, coming off a fight and coming off of trying to, you know, make the weight and, and get back to your normal size and strength. Uh, explain to the, the viewers how that, that affects you long-term? I mean, long-term-wise, see, they're doing that because <clears throat> they're doing that because when you fight in the big fights, Vegas, Florida, um, Cali, while the big main fights at, uh-huh. you weigh in the day before the fight. Right. See, like in North Carolina, like the ball, small places, North Carolina, some South Carolina, some VA, they got same day weigh ins as the fight. Now, if they had same day weigh ins as the fight, the rehydration clause wouldn't be there. Right. Because right. your body is not going to put on all that much weight back in maybe six, seven hours. But a whole day later, you can go from there. Like they said, uh, Devin Haney was like weighed in at 140. He blew back up to 165. Yeah, last fight in a day. Yeah, in a day. God damn. Andre Ward, Andre Ward, you'd be at one CD and be like, like one ninety. Yeah, because BV, you gotta, you gotta understand, you, you're kind of starving your body. Oh yeah, yeah, you're draining your body. And yeah, so, and then you, you know, you once you're able to rehydrate, you kind of like trying to get full and stuff like that. Yeah, you know what? That's what they said about uh, Roberto Duran when he, uh, I want to say he lost the, uh, what is it, Sugar Ray? Yes, sir. They said he, he, he weighed in, he made the weight, the next morning, he ate all the pancakes and blew up. And come to the same That was a no mars fight. Not just like with, um, Tank, he, he was smart with his family with Ryan Garcia. Uh, hold on, cuz. Uh, go ahead, talk about it. But I, I want to ask you a question about that. That's something I saw during the fight, and I, I want to make sure I ain't tripping. Um, Ryan Garcia, he, um, Ryan Garcia started something to make 35. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that, uh, Tay knew it. When the thing okay. about it was Ryan Garcia had the upper hand on all the fights. Mm-hmm. He going up against Tank because of Floyd with the money, he had the upper hand. So he'd right. take the big money fight or not. But also, Ryan Garcia was always fighting B-class fighters and C-minus fighters. He never fought an A-class fighter and B-class. Right. Think about his resume. Yeah, right, right, right. I think Tank called him out on it, too. So with that being said, Tank did what he was supposed to do. He controlled it. And one thing about it, and I'm not a racial guy at all, but one thing about it is he took the upper hand on the situation, man, and that's what he's supposed to do, man. Right. So let, let me ask you this. Uh, game plan-wise, the first round 
it looked like Ryan was kind of he was having his way with him a little bit. Um, I noticed that Tank would keep his right hand out and kind of paw it so he could kind of to me it looked like he was using it as a gauge to tell where Ryan was gonna throw that left. Um again, I, I haven't been in the ring like that. So is that something you saw or no nah, well he kept his left hand out, you know, Tank and Southpaw. Okay. So he kept his left hand out. But he did that because see that was his plan to block to throw, to throw his right hook. And he knew he was gonna catch him every time. But thing about it was he played with him. He meant he mentally fought Ryan and won. Because what he did was he boxed him, made him think he was gonna run, and then he sat in the pocket, just like I did my last fight. Right, so right. He, he sat in the pocket, and as soon as he sat in the pocket and caught him, he knew Ryan was behind and Ryan was gonna do everything he can and try to catch back up. And he picked him. Okay. Okay. So, all right, because we we all know the 135s and 140, that's the hot division right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I, I, I think the hottest division right now is 147 and 140. Okay. Talk, uh, talk, pop your shit, cuz. Let's talk about it. So, let, let's start at 147. Let's start at 147. Mm-hmm. Right now, Terrence Crawford is the top dog. And, well, he was undisputed to the IBF took his belt and gave it their boots. Do I respect that? No, no. Um, let, let, let's all right. So the, the the top. Let's talk about the top four at one forty seven. Mm-hmm. Boots, mm-hmm. Spence, Crawford, uh, Ortiz, Ortiz, Virgil Ortiz, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ortiz. Out of that four, um, now now Spence, you know he lost to Crawford. Um, I heard, according to Twitter. Twitter news, and I, and I said you you might be a little bit more versed at it, you know, than me. Spence had a broken uh broken ribs going into that fight. Mm. Now for me, he did not look like the same Earl Spence that I seen dominate. I mean, the reason why I'm a, and, and I know it's a guarantee, but I know both of them personally, man. <clears throat> me and Bud came up in the images together. Same thing with Spence. When I was leaving, Spence was already making his interest in open division. I knew Bud was going to be Spence, but we got to understand this. Spence was always a big guy. He went to the Olympics at 152. Okay. And he went down to 47. That was a struggle for him. He was struggling at the amateurs at 52. Mm. So that's why people think when Floyd say they're going to fight at 160, 168, that's why he say that. Because Earl is naturally a 160-pounder, man. Okay. Same thing like Sean Porter. Sean, I fought Sean Porter in the amateurs at one sixty five. Woo! And he, he squeezed down to forty seven. Forty seven. Okay. See, it's all about education, man. Um. So again, uh, and I think you know Spence and Bug gonna do it at one more time at one forty seven. Um. Do you think? Do you think it's a wise business move for Bud to get in there with Boots? Because Boots is different. Yeah, but I don't think <clears throat> Moose won the money and he won the shot of trying to become undisputed. Now, this is the thing. I don't think Boots can beat um, can beat Bud. He's not okay. right now. He he's not. Now Ojo T Virgil Ortiz is the one that he that that that'd be a, a very convincing win for him. Cause Virgil's more aggressive, right? I, mean, I ain't gonna say that, but they 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 run the same era. They're in the same era right now. Okay. Now, he beat Bud. Well, he ain't gonna beat Bud because Bud is too smart and strong. But Bud blew back up to like one seventy. A lot of people don't yeah. know that. But Bud get big and Bud is strong. Yeah, you know what? And I didn't realize Bud has a wrestling background too. Bud has a wrestling track. He was lifting weights. Bud Bud is a dog in, in wrestling. Like he's a yeah. monster. Because I, I looked at, um, again, um, I, I watched him and Sean Porter. And the way he was ragtailing Sean Porter, had, that kind of showed me, like, okay, Spence, Spence gets caught slipping it. It could be a, a long night for him. This second fight, you know what? It's going to be a very competitive fight. But, see, boxing is so tricky now to the fact of it's all about legacy. Right. And money. I got so you. what I say about that is the second fight might come out and fight to a draw. And that's just Bud just being nice so there's more money involved. 
Right, right. So now you gotta understand this. A lot of people think that fight gonna be at forty seven, or they want to be at fifty four. Bud oh. said he'll fight him at fifty uh, at fifty four. And he got to now because if he does, he can campaign for one of the belts and on the like um one twenty division because they just stripped Charlo or the IBF I think as well too. Yep. Um, so I, I think he won't Charlo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, easy. So what he do is he get, but he oh he owes Spence this fight. It's right, already right. in writing. So after this fight, then he'll shoot for Charlo. Now that's the smartest move. That man, that man being real with you, I would shoot for. I would give Spence's rematch. But he gonna try Canelo. If that Canelo fight happen, he be Canelo. He gonna retire on his shield, just like Andre Ward. That's uh, yeah, what I would do. Yeah, I I can't knock him. Now, Canelo, me me you again. Me you talk. We talk. BV. Benavidez. He's chasing Canelo. However, and David Morrell chasing his ass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I wanted you to say it on the pod. So now. I watched Morrell fight, and Morrell actually fights this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, the boy you fighting, that boy a dog too, but this is going to be a good test to tell you what David Morrell at. Okay. Now, now <laughs> BB, Morrell is a, a slick boxer, but Morrell got southpaw. Right. So, um, now, Benavidez cannot beat or he cannot campaign for Canelo and run away from Morrell. You know what I'm saying, BB? Exactly. He can't so what Morrell, he, He's painting him in. He's pushing him into a corner. I'm, I'm going to take out everybody that, that y'all, the public says you don't want to fight. I'm going to force you to fight me or um, vacate. Much, yeah, vacate. Or we're we going to call you pussy all day long. And um, so, Cuzzo. Let, let's uh-huh. talk. Let's go back down to one sixty, man. Um, I want to be able to, like, I want to give you your flowers too. I, you know, I want to talk about other fights and potential fighters and stuff like that. But I got to come back down and talk about because got got to bring it back home. All right. Um, is there one fight at one sixty right now? Doesn't have to be a champion. Doesn't have to be a known fighter. Because you know, I I know who I want you to get in there with eventually. Um, but is there anybody you, you got your eye on at 160? Yep. Tony Harrison. Oh, hey, Bob, Jeff and say that man's name. <laughs> Tony Harrison. We, he dubbed me in the amateurs. He told all that shit. Well, he a cool guy. I ain't gonna knock him in. Tony a cool guy. I, I, I definitely would never disrespect him or say nothing negative about him. But I, I, wanna, I, I mean, that's the fight I want. Okay. And I remember he uh you were supposed to get that scalp in the pros too. Oh yep, yep, yep. And he tried to he tried to tell me to come down uh because I was fighting at 160, but they wanted me to fight him at 58. And I'm like, I right. I was like, I right, bet after a while I said, nah, fuck it. All right, I do it. Then they tried to say 57 and 56. I'm like, I can't make it. Right, because I with your frame, um, for those who don't know, because I'm what I'm six one, you what, six two, six three? Six two. Okay, six two at one sixty. Um, that that's that's gonna take a lot out of him to try to milk down to that weight. Um, it's another fight I want I want to talk about too. I, I would love for you to get in there with. Um, he's I think he's campaigning at one sixty eight. Gabriel Rosado. I would love that fight too. I tried to fight him at sixty. Oh, yeah. He laughed at me and said, "If the money ain't there, they ain't want to fight me." See, and matter of fact. I'm glad you won't, because me, me and uh, BV talk about the politics of boxing all the time. Um, what is it like being, to be honest with you, because you, you were, when you were coming up, um, even now, you're considered to be one of the top fighters at 160. But, however, a lot of, of the top dogs don't want to get in there with you because right now it's low risk, uh, low risk, low reward, or low reward. Mm-hmm. How, like, how hard is it to get one of those top guys in there? Um, I mean, I'm just being real. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, man, it's very hard because for me, they don't want to risk it because if they lose, then they got to slide it down the totem pole. Right. You know what I mean? So they're trying to get a champion. They're trying to get somebody that's shot already. When that's the same thing like with me, they got the guys that's real hungry. Yeah, that's hold on. Real hungry. 
they trying to go up against me, and I ain't really trying to give them that opportunity because why fight them for like five or six or seven thousand when my net worth would be at least at least twenty or fifteen? So for me, I'm just like, man, listen, I can't get the fights, and I'd rather retire on my shit because I don't need boxing. I got a bachelor's degree in business. I mean, I did. I got a house and my Benz. I got an Altima. I got two kids, you know, and I use my degree with my job as well, too. So with that being said, it's like I'm not hurting for money. Okay. Okay. And so, all right, let me ask you this. Um, I look at I look at the landscape of middleway right now, right? Um, a lot of the fighters are under the PBC banner that that are super no, well, not super, but middleweights that you would want to get in there with. Mm-hmm. Um, with you coming up, um, I you know, me and you talk all the time again. You know, I'm something like your business manager. And I know you you're pretty much you're linked to PBC. But would there be any other promotional company company that you would consider to sign with to, you know, kind of push the issue to get a big fight? I mean, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Golden Boy, um, Bella, um, the zone. I mean, well, really not Ludabella, but I mean I I I was signed with Ludabella and um uh, and you know what? Luda good, bad, ugly Ludabella always was solid with me, man. Um right. I mean he gave me the opportunities, he never, you know what I mean, held me back or more importantly, he always did the right thing. So I give him that. But I mean, he's just not the big man money guy, but he the face behind the face. Right. But I, I would definitely go with uh with the zone or more importantly Golden Boy, because a lot of people don't understand. De La Hoya is still a major factor in boxing. And then me and Red was just Al Heyman. They make it seem like him and Al Heyman, not A1, but him and Al Heyman were signed to Golden Boy. He worked for Golden Boy before he, owned, he did his own thing. PBC, right. And a lot of people don't understand that. Okay, I got I got one more question before, because I, I want to get into, you know, me and you get into the meat and potatoes of the boxing queue. Um, I look at the – matter of fact, I want to tell you something, too. Um. The last fight that I went to in Charlotte, I don't know if you remember, um, Zilly Zang Bang was on the card. Who? Uh, Zang, uh, Zilly Zang, heavyweight. Oh, yeah. Now, I was telling BV, like, well, when, when I went to the fight, I said, BV, you could hear how hard this guy punches, and it sounds like a joker hitting concrete. But I said all that to say this. Um, you look at Wilder, you look at Joshua, who, who actually just signed to fight him. Uh, Wilder are going to fight in March if they both win uh, in next week, I think. Who do you think is the top dog at heavyweight with Usyk, Fury, and all those guys? Kazo. Baby, can you hear me? I hear you. Think, think we gotta. Let me see. He's on now. Oh, he recommended. Oh, my, I'm sorry about that. Oh, you good? You good? Cause I, I was, all right. Who I think I was asking? Um, I was asking who do you think is the the the, the heavyweight top dog right now with Fury, Usyk, Joshua, uh, Wilder, and um, Zilly Zane. Man, listen. Oh man, I don't know. I have to say Yusuf uh, Fury, man, because he, okay. he did Deontay dirty. dirty you know, bro. Deontay, my dog, you know, when Deontay first started boxing and went to the national tournament, his first national tournament, <laughs> we was in the Golden Gloves. We was on the same Golden Gloves team tournament. I was his, he was my roommate. I was his, that was his first national tournament. His first national tournament for the Olympic trials in 2004. See, that's what's up. A little history, man. And now, Cuzzo, I, I want to talk. Let's, let's, let's talk Cuzzo. Let's talk Lamar. Let's talk about some cute. Um, I look at the landscape of boxing. I look at everything that's going on right now. Um, I was comparing styles, right? I say you're a boxer puncher. But I was listening to one of your old fights. I think it was a Showtime. Um, I can't think of the guy you just you beat on Showtime. But Justin Cepeda. Cepeda. We're you not are, in the first round. Right. 
you, you you're a aggressive brawler. Um, tell I want you to tell our viewers what your style is, cause I mean, for me, I'm a boxer. I'm a little puncher. I ain't gonna tell the knockout artist, but I can definitely punch. If I box you and I hurt you, I can get you out of there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But I ain't like a. I'm not a Mike Tyson. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm more of a Tyson Fury type of fighter. When I can box, but if I hurt you, I can definitely get you out of there. Okay. And speaking of Mike Tyson, because <laughs> the, the world don't know this, but you got a Mike Tyson story, man. <laughs> <laughs> that the world got to hear, cuz. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember I was in a camp with my boy, uh, matter of fact, Tony Harrison, people who's out there from out here that's from Detroit. What's my dog name? Um, I forgot. I went to camp out there in Vegas with him, and he was in a Tyson promotion, Mike Tyson promotion. So I'm in the camp, we sparring after the sparring. They turn around and say, man, you, you, you did good. I'm like, oh, thank you, this and that. So me, you know, I'm, I'm excited seeing Tyson, you know. I'm like, Tyson, can I, um, can I get a picture with you? We took our picture. We chatted up a little bit. Then I said, hey, can I get a, uh, can I get an Instagram video with you? He's like, don't put me on the motherfucking Instagram. <laughs> I like and I, and I looked at, I threw my hands on it, man. My fault. I, mean, I don't want no, I don't want no problems. And um, I, I backed away, and I just ended up going back to the hotel. As a matter of fact, we actually went on the strip downtown in Vegas. But uh, the next day, we came back. He came up to me, and he apologized. He was like, man, man, I, I ain't know what that was, man. I just, nah, I ain't really good with camera. <laughs> but yeah, but I ain't going to lie to you. Like, you know, everybody got heart, and, you know, nobody ain't scared of nobody. And one thing for me, you know, I mean, because you know how I was raised, you know. Right, right, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with it with anything. Everybody, I ain't no, no issue. But I ain't going to lie to you, that's probably one of my most scared, timid moments in my life right there. <laughs> man, I'm just being real. Because if you know Tyson, man, you heard the stories about Brett don't play. Yeah, nah, he hell no. Nah. And that, that, that ain't no little guy. <laughs> BB, you got a picture. If I seen y'all the picture, he was big still. Yeah. Matter of fact, I, I think I was, I was going to actually use that. Um, on put it on Facebook. Um, so yeah, in fact, send it to me again, cause. Mm-hmm. But um, BB, you got anything you want to ask him, Lamar? Yeah, I want him to ask him. No, I want him to tell the average man how hard it is to get in that ring and box for three minutes around. For an average man, cause you know I train people now as well too, in um, in North Carolina. But for me, man, um, for them, it's it's hard. Three three minute rounds, that took you out. Man, he, I mean, you it's know something that you probably got to prepare for. If you never boxed a day in your life, you have to prepare at least four or five months to do that alone. Exactly. That's what I be trying to tell people. We thought they could just go three rounds, three not three rounds, three minutes. Boxing. Man, it's a difference between boxing and fighting in the street. Shoot, a typical fight don't last no more than about a minute and a half, for exactly. real. Oh. Matter of fact, and why I got you on, because um, because we gotta get it more into me and you, or more into the uh, Lamar boxing career. Ooh. Um, you, the the Jake Pauls and the the um social media boxing. The gimmicks, man. What do you like? Do you feel like that helps or hurts the sport? You know what's crazy? When I was out there in Vegas with Dominique Dalton, that's my boy named White. That was signed to um. And that's who was signed to Mike Tyson promotion. That's why okay. we're not there for camp with. That's Tony Harrison and Jay Leon. And Jay Leon, my dog, too. And that's all. They, they was from the same era. I think Jay Leon fought 52. I mean, Tony Harrison at 52. Jay Leon was 65. And um, um, my boy Dominique Dolce was at 41. Right. But the thing about it was... um. Yeah, like Dawson was my dog, but um, what you ask? I forgot. I'm tripping. Uh, no, you good? No, uh, uh, talk, I want you to tell. But like, um, I was asking, do you feel like the the social media boxing does that help or hurt the sport? Oh, so I was out there in camp with Dominique Dawson, like I was saying. But um, uh, like I said, we went to the strip and we like uh, <clears throat> we was at Floyd um gym, made with the boxing. 
And you know what? That's around the time that Jake Paul and they, they was all being out. They they YouTubers. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? So with that being said, and you know what? I would have never thought that he would blow up the way he is with boxing. You know what I mean? But do I think it hurt the sport? I think it definitely does because it makes it feel like anybody that got a little bit of stain can buy to make money off of it. It's like it's a toy. It's like, like it's a game. It's not a game, man. You can't play boxing, especially people that give their life up for it. Right. You got a lot of fighters that have been hurt, stopped. But at the same time, you got these guys like Jay Paul and his brother. They're making a lot of money off of it because the money rules the world, man. Right. Because they're getting a lot of these guys to retire MMA fighters. And they're getting a lot of these guys as football players and basketball players and they taking them guys in, they're making money off of them, man. Yeah, so that's weird. Basically it's a money grab. Right. I mean, money rule the world and people people think and they say it and matter of fact they be like, Oh, money don't run me or or I don't do it for the money. But in all due reality, that's just the front. So that's what a lot of people do it for is the money. You wouldn't be doing it if it weren't for the money. Right. And like for example, only person I say the most resolute person I know, and this ten toes down, and he stand by himself, and he don't care what nobody says. Andre Ward, mm -hmm. Andre Ward stood up and stood on ten toes down. He did what he wanted to do in boxing. He didn't let nobody else dictate what he had to do and what he wanted to do. He did what he, he did. What he, did. He, got out. he got up out of there. He didn't let him talk about it. He's still yeah. broad, he's still uh, broadcasting, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. The little uh Ocho Cinco trying to get him in the ring. <laughs> I know they say they it's all, it's you always know, a they front, man. Ocho Cinco's a good dude. And you know what? I I trying to fight Ocho Cinco. <laughs> hey, you're dropping, cuz you heard him. Hey, Ocho said that him on the war got an exhibition. And you know, Ocho actually do train in boxing. He, he oh, trained yeah. out there in Houston, uh, Houston, Houston, right? He actually decent a little bit. He actually decent. Yeah, he trained out there in Houston with, uh, with Maul. See, but I'm going to tell you, the the difference would be, would be in that is, I don't know how many of the viewers remember this, and you, you, can, you can speak to it too, because like when Mayweather got in there with McGregor, he carried that man until, he, you know what I'm saying, he felt he like, man, fuck this shit, let me go get him up out of here, which was what, the ninth round? Well, yeah, early in the night. So, listen, it, 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 it's levels to it, man. But, um, Cuzzo, let, all right, so let, let, let's talk about you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let's talk about you and your career going forward. Um, now, it, it, it's one fight that I, I want you to have. I want you to get this further under your cap because, you know, not only are these people talking trash, but I feel like you deserve to get to go ahead and, and, and be a, a nightmare to a dream. Exactly, and that's exactly <laughs> what I was hoping you say. Because at the end of the day, we don't know his name. We just know that the, they say he a nightmare. But man, I'm a dog, man. I wake, I wake, I wake, I wake him up from nightmares to fairy tales. <laughs> hey, so, like I said, we are not gonna say no names because you know he ain't on here. But um, I'm I'm gonna speak to what I would think is gonna happen because. I watch, I watch his fights. I watch your fights. I'm not just saying this because, you know, we family. Nothing. You have a, a every fight, you, you have a strange, I don't want to say strange. You have a way of setting traps, Lamar. First, second round where a fighter could think he could get away with something. Mm -hmm. Third, fourth round, that same trap, you know what I'm saying? That same thing he was getting away with, he thought he was getting away with, is not there no more. If you watch my last fight, man, I've been on the ring four and a half years after losing on the contender show. Now, I lost in the contender show because I chewed a bone in my elbow while in the fight. If everybody watched the beginning of the contender show, I dropped John Thompson first round. I just couldn't finish him. And John Thompson is not a poo poo. He actually can fight, but I just I couldn't beat him with one hand. Now, going forward, I was out the ring four and a half years trying to recover and, you know, just trying to get myself back together. I blew up to 200 pounds. So, my last fight, I had to fight at 168. Now, when I fought, I set the trap. 
I knew they asked me. They said this guy here, he has a losing record, but he's been fending some dogs. Lamar, he's been fighting a lot. I wouldn't take this first fight. I wouldn't take this fight on your first fight back. I'm like, what? Man, listen, I know me. I, I know what type of person I am, and I want him to bring the dog out of me. So I said, you know what? I want to take it. Everybody asked me why they doubted me, and they say, well, I don't think it's a good move. And you're going to do an eight-rounder? I'm like, yeah, why not? So the first couple rounds, you know, I had to get my groove back. My timing was terribly off. Mind you, I trained myself for six weeks. I think the final six weeks notice. Mm-hmm. Now, going with that, I was already training myself, and I had to make the weight. I, I was struggling to make 168. I was a fat boy. So I got back down, and uh, more importantly, I set the trap, trying to get it together. Round five and six. Well, five, because I knocked him out in six. Five. All the way up till five, I was bouncing around moving. You know what I mean? I, and I never stayed in the pocket. <clears throat> Set up. So round five, I stayed in the pocket a little bit. He caught me with something. You know, I had to get a bite of him. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Now, round six, I said, you know what? I'm done running. I said, we got three rounds left. I got to close the show. I stayed in the pocket with him, and he thought, that I was going to step out. He thought I was going to stay there with him and just let him try to hit on me. I take the right hand to the left hook. Boom. And that's the money. Yes, sir. And listen, he went to sleep. It wasn't no, he went down. He went to sleep. Like, sleep. They had to wake him up. Yeah, yeah, like he was on the toilet and fell page first. (laughs) He went to sleep like Logan 49, Paul D, and Nate Robinson. Yeah. Hey, it, 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 it was just like that. Matter of fact, I'm gonna put it on my Facebook. Yeah. So, so well, all right, Lamar. Um, have you been in, back in the gym, or are you staying active training? So listen. So the fight I had now, when I see me, it was almost two years ago. This March will be two years. But long story short, we had a guy named. Um, it's a guy I tried to fight out there. When I was fresh, but he ducked me, Scott Sigmund. He fought at super middleweight. Now, <laughs> he ducked me. But coming back around, he was a commentator for the fight, and he has a guy that got, I call, I guess called the Nightmare, who yeah. fights 160, but he, he's really a 54-pounder. Now, he's a young guy. He always never fought a guy with a winning record until recently. You know, he got like 16-0 with... Four, 14 fighters all have losing records. Two of them have winning. Now, with that being said, they seen me and seen a perfect opportunity and try to knock me off with my timing and stuff being off. But you know what? I ain't really speaking on it, but I'm like, well, you know what? Lamar, get your stuff back together. So I stayed in the gym after that last fight. Now, they gave me six months. After that six months, around in September of last year, I'm ready to go to war with them. I'm on way down. I can control it. I'm back in the gym. I never left the gym because I didn't. I already knew they were gonna try to pull a last minute fight on me. And like right now, they got a card in March. I'm already in the gym right now because I know once they call me in March, I ain't gonna hesitate. I'm gonna take the fight. Now, one thing for me is he never fought a fight on my caliber, and a noticeable win against me will take him rated top ten. Right. So with that being said. For him just to have a presence of being in the ring with me, they're going to have to give me 15 grand or better because I'm worth way more than that personally. But with that being said, for him to even have the opportunity, they have to pay me. Now, I'm not going to do 7500 Why? Why would I do that? That means that I ain't my net worth ain't nothing. Right. My net worth is way more than that. Now, one thing about it is I want everything I deserve. So with that being said, or I can just wait around. I mean, I've been going back and forth by Sergio Martinez in the fight there, six-figure fight. You know, or some other got a couple other fights under the belt. But one thing about it is right now I'm 18 wins, three losses with a good resume. I have maybe four fighters on my record with um, losing records. So with that being said, I'm not going to sit here and cut myself short about nothing. Okay. And, and <laughs> you know I know. So... <laughs> There's also rumors that they want to put the WBC strap on the line for you and DeAndre to get in the ring. No, he can't do that, though. 
And see, this is what other people don't understand. They can't do that. They tried to do that before, but the WBC said that he hasn't fought anybody with a winning record or in a high enough caliber to qualify for that fight. So he, it's not me, it was him. And they didn't tell y'all that. They don't tell us that. You, to be in order to fight for the WBC, WBC belt, you have to be a caliber fighter. You can't be a D-level fighter or a C-level fighter. You have to be B or A. That's the way, that's a fear call title. Okay. He had to be on a certain level, but he hasn't fought anybody on that caliber. Now, if he fight me and beat me, then his next fight, he can choose whoever he won because he'd be the high caliber fighter. Oh, matter of fact, and because of, um, I want to talk to you about, I, well, I want you to explain like how it works with, um, for example, the A side and the B side. A side is where the promoter and the fighter picks who they want to fight. The B side is the guy that's getting paid to come in and be the underdog. Now, and does that happen a lot? Yes. Does it always mean the A side is going to win? No. I was the B side the, for developed entertainment on the Showtime Network. I fought Jonathan Cepeda, knocked Jonathan Cepeda out in the first round. The thing about it was Jonathan... Oh, excuse me. Jonathan Cepeda was uh, 13-0 and with 12 knockouts. And I think what you was like, 7-0 and at that point? No, 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 no. I was 11. Okay. But that that was, I took a risk. Right, right. You know, and I came out victorious, knocked out on TV. And they erased it from YouTube because everybody was already recording it and they was putting it on YouTube. Okay. And so, all right, because I, I got one more question. I got I to gotta get you out of here, man. So, going forward, um, well, I got two more questions. Do you feel the state of boxing, state of boxing, is it worth actually being a boxer and having your own promotional company, or is it better to sign with the, I guess, in the music industry, you would call it a major? Um... Uh, I mean, you got to sign with somebody because if you don't got a well-known manager or a promoter, it's going to be very hard to get those fights on the network or more importantly where everybody can see you. So you, you need a manager or a promoter. Like me, I had Aegis Clemens. Yes, sir. Sergio Martin, um, that was uh, Sergey Kovalev, Loco Menchico. That's their manager right now. He was an awesome manager, man. Um, we split ways because the Bella Entertainment wouldn't let him move me how they wanted to move me. So with that being said, I, had to, I mean, I had to move where I wanted to move. So, but uh, yeah, you got to be signed with a big name manager and promoter, man. You got to. Okay. And because and of, for the next fight, Dumb and Dumb Sports Podcast, we got, we're going to be in the building. So, you know, we're going to have a, oh, yeah, a ball. I want to be there. Oh, man. Well, you know, we're talking about a couple of dates right now. We're looking at um July and Charlotte and the HBCU All-Star Classic. You know, my HBCU graduate from uh, Fayetteville State. But I'm trying to get a fight in February um, in South Carolina and then go to um, South Carolina. I mean, go to Charlotte for that big event. So that that's the goal. And then hopefully – we can try to get Sergio Martinez or a big name fight in November of next year. So. Okay. Hey, man. Cuzzo, I want you to drop your drop your social media tags, man, because I won't, I won't, and B, I'm quite sure B, I'm just not just speaking for me. BV wants, if you're listening to the podcast, man, we want you to go follow uh, Lamar the Boxing Q Russ and we want you to be, you know, interact with him. And, and, and we're going to, we want to smoke these jokers out, man. That, that's, Popping off at the guns, man. Um, because I'm gonna just say we're gonna say his name. Also, yonder, man. We don't we we tired of talking, we tired of the other stuff. You got a card in March, man. Don't call us February the 14th. Give us enough time to get in the ring. I mean, get in the camp, have a real camp, and we'll dust you off. Um, and we'll even come to Virginia if need be. Yeah, that's one thing I'm gonna say, man. You know what. 
it's not even him. It's his manager, Sky Sigma. And you know what? I never Austin's a great kid, man. And you know what he does what he's supposed to do. He just boxes. You know, he's a young kid, just living his life. And I have no disrespect to that man. But it's guys like Scott Sigma who try to intimidate people. And I even got records and screenshots of him intimidating a woman in Alabama because she wouldn't let him fight one of her fighters. Like, bro. And Scott ducked me. I mean, I told him now, I'll fight him now. Meet me at 168. Speaking of duck, because uh, you know he got a fight coming up. Who? Scott. Man, he fighting that light heavyweight cruiserweight, though. Okay, okay. But he don't want no smoke. Me, I, I will bust him up. Drop your social media tags, cause so we can. All right, Instagram boxing Q B O X I N G Q U E underscore. Facebook Lamar Russ. I ain't on Twitter anymore. They hacked me, so. <laughs> got you. I got you. I still got a place. Go to my Twitter, you're going to see some strippers on there. Ain't that wrong with that? Oh, go ahead, BB. Oh, no, nah, I'm just going to go follow, man. Shit, I'm not going to go listen. And because, oh, man, uh, you know, if it, yeah, I, I know you're a busy man, but um, Going forward, when, when bo- big boxing matches come on, we want to be able to get you on and, and, and you break down the fights. Because like I said, I, I, I can break it down from my point of view, but I've never been in the ring and got hit with the gloves. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, See, and that's one thing that a lot of people don't understand, man. If you ain't never been in the ring and actually got active, your opinion counts, but it doesn't hold a lot of weight. Because it's right. different when you're getting hit. For sure, for sure, man. But shoot, cuz oh, love you, man. BV, you got anything before we let Lamar go? Yes, what I just wanted to know, man. I'm just, you know, meet him one day. Yeah, hey, BB, you gonna, hey, you gonna meet me real soon because my birthday is in January and uh, it's the 15th, so I'll be up there that weekend. Before. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna be there Friday to Sunday or Saturday to Tuesday. Just hey, hey. I'm ready. We ain't gonna do yeah. nothing but do what we do all the time at the damn food. <laughs> and, and you know, I'm gonna have my cute brother's day, you know. Oh, oh, oh. My hey, cute right brother's right. yeah. Oh, yeah. And all right, cuz I'm gonna let you go, man. Love all you, man. Right, Appreciate you for all right, man. Good talking to you. All right, brother. All right. All right.